Can I pitch my new um, tagline for our podcast? Please. Noise, not news. Yeah, that's what I saw. <laughs> you said that to Pico the other day. Oh, my God. I just pissed myself laughing. It was like, I think the slogan should be, Boss and the Brewer, we're not news, we're noise. Yeah. <laughs> For fuck's sake. What? what? No, no, no. This is it. I need I need to wear this hat. That's part of the deal. Is it? Hello. Hello. <laughs> Why the fucking hat? I don't know. It's hot. I'm taking it off immediately. All right. Oh, uh, What's look, can I just ask the can I ask the question again? Have you yeah. have you been driving the boat? Well, yesterday I tried to because I've got a yard that needs to be mowed here. I tried to move the boat out of the way so I could mow the yard. Okay. Just hypothetically, if I was able to do that, would you consider that to be driving the boat? No, no. Okay. Is the water still in the boat from the rain? Well, I didn't think so. I thought I'd, I'd jacked it up high enough that the water had run out. Yes. But yesterday when I attempted to move the boat, yes, I could hear the water in the hull. Okay, so you do know that it's a boat and it's designed to keep the water outside of it. Have you? Where do you live? You actually don't live in Southeast Queensland. You travel that much. You have no idea what's going on here, do you? Oh, it's been wet. I get that. Yeah, I get it. There hasn't been a single day where you would take a boat out. It's just been sweaty and hot and wet. Yeah, it's been revolting. There's no boat. And so, and and so you've you've hung up the captain's hat and got the Akubra. Yeah, it's a it's well the Akubra. To be honest, I I'm only using for the start of this podcast. And for when I watched 1923, which is a Yellowstone prequel on uh, Paramount Plus. Do you know what you should do? Tell me. Sell the boat. Nah, no, no, no. The weather will change. Winter's going to be sick. Sell the boat, buy a horse. Oh, that's not a bad idea. That's I could I could see myself doing that. Oh, <laughs> one of our one of our customers, the the river mill has a has a cafe out at Mount Nathan. They're on the yes. uh, little creek where they feed turtles and stuff. And I rocked up there for our first delivery, and I was like, "Where is everyone?" Some dude runs up to me on a horse, and what? just stand and just stands in front of me talking to me, and mowed my sales guy. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's oh my camera his name." He's like, "That's that's the guy. He's the guy who runs like the the place." And we just had right. a full conversation with this guy on a horse. I'm like, where do you want me to put the coffee? Is I put in here. Now I'm leaving. Every time I go there, you he's put just the coffee cruising around on the horse. You put the coffee on the horse. I didn't put the coffee on the horse. We put it in the cafe, but he's there all the time, just cruising around the horse like it's normal. This is just like at the back of Narang. Well, that's practically rural. So it's it's pretty rural, but like whether or not it's appropriate to ride your horse to the car park to meet your suppliers. Well, they're not on a horse, but you are yes. on a horse. That that I yes. found a little strange. It's not I'm not having to go with the guy, but it was no, no. Clearly, the guy loves his horses. It was left of center. Yeah, yeah. Is it very um, intimidating because he's high up? Because how many hands was the horse? Horse? Oh, well, I'm not even. I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to comment on that. Um, oh, you don't know what that means. No, I do, but you don't know what it means when you mention the word hands and horse at the same time. And I, just I have no I idea, but I just want to go there. That's a question that you're audience. I would say the horse is 15, 16 hands. That's what I'd say. That's good. I have no idea what that means. Have you got a beer? Dude, horses are fucking scary. There's no, oh, there's yeah. no, um, they suck. no way around it. They're have, you got a, scary. have you got a beer? I do have a beer. I've got the, um, this one you may, may have heard of. It's got a code on the front there. It says, please, please oh, vote status quo. Look at this. No, no. Yeah. Oh, look at that. 
You got the boat uh, one as well. What, are you got uh, no, a November? What's what's your what's your package date? Sorry, I've got a bit of a cough still. What's your package date? I got November. I, got the, I think it's the. Uh, so is mine. Yeah, yeah, third third of November. It's November. I and and um, I picked this up from Common Ground Sellers uh, in Saint Lucia, and uh, I did see it there before, and they got like they got the top five beers in just to sort of get people in the area uh, into craft beer and that sort of thing. And I saw it and I was like, uh, it's fucking November pack date. So this but is the first time like, you've tried this beer, correct? I've never tried this beer, yeah. Never okay. tried it. Right, let's just do anyway, a live review right now. Live look, looks pretty good. Glasses look pretty good. I just washed it. I mean, it is over three months That's old. That's pretty man. fucking good, though, for three months old. Mm. Nothing wrong with that. It's got a little bit of age on it, but fuck, I'd still drink it. Yeah. I went out of my way. This is like how hard it is to be a, a real craft beer sort of fan on the Gold Coast. I went out wow. of my way. I wanted to get this beer because I like it a lot. Yes. And it's a good good beer to have on the podcast. So I went out of my way to go to an independent bottle shop, which was a reasonable way out of the way to get it. And this is this bottle shop is probably the best independent bottle shop on the Gold Coast. Maybe second best. It's 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 up yes. there. Um, yeah. And this is the freshest <laughs> mountain culture power they have. So this is three, yeah. three and a bit months old. So what's, what's your date? Everyone, well, I think it's the 3rd of November. Yeah, mine's 3rd of November as well. The same batch. That's after everyone in the country has been told about it a week ago. So you think it's a pretty yeah. fast-moving beer. And well, I looked at the, the other ones. I looked at the, the IPA. I looked, I looked at other ones that I was because I thought I'd go there, I'd get that. I'd get whatever's fresh out of everything else. And just everything was older than that. Like like some of them were six months old. Yes. Everything was old. I ended up buying a pirate life that was kind of not that fresh either, but I just thought, yeah. you know, might as well give it a go. Isn't it interesting though? It's like the 3rd of November pack date, but the best before is the 1st of May. So six months. Good. Instead of the typical nine months. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Not bad at all. I mean, it's still tastes three months old. Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah. I think if we if we all band together and drink it all, then fresher beer will arrive. Well, that's yeah, that's true. But then there's the, this bottle shop was full of 20, 30, 40 other breweries' beers, all smaller mm. breweries, and you kind of think, mm. well, how old are some of those beers? And you look at like if you know the releases that come out, like some, some pretty old releases in there. Mm-hmm. Nice beer. Um, yeah, very good. What's been happening? Oh, it's been a big week, hasn't it? You still got COVID? Uh, it's not COVID. No, okay, all right. I I did a I did a COVID like you can get like rat tests now that do COVID and flu, and I had the flu. Yeah, the flu. Yeah. You, did you die or? I no, felt no. like I was dying. I still feel like I'm dying. I'm still not got over this damn cough. Was it worse than COVID? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. COVID was. COVID was nothing compared to this bloody flu. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and um, it's but it's been really interesting. I've been very, very, just very tired. I'm getting on top of it now, but man, I've been tired and all that sort of stuff, and just sleeping mm. heaps. And, but um, I'm all right now. I'm coming good. I'm looking forward to um heading out this weekend. As the hiker first birthday is on this weekend, and I saw that. um. I feel like this this the, podcast should become the hiker podcast. The amount we yeah, talk about, yeah, yeah, and um, and then um, the Mountain Goat Valley Crawl is on as well on Saturday. 
Yeah, tell me about that. Yeah, Which, I, I noticed you added that to the list. Yeah, I added it. Yeah, I added it to the bottom, but let's bring it to the top. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so Mountain Goat Valley Crawl is um, so a whole bunch of bands that you've never heard of um, playing at all these different, you know, um, venues are in the valley, like, you know, Black Bear Lodge and um, in, in Brisbane, Susie Wong's. And, I thought it was something in so Melbourne on, based on the... No, 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 it's on Saturday night. And right. um, it's in the valley and I've I've been sent a Spotify list of bands that, that I need to listen to between now and Saturday. And um, Any I'll country? go and... Um, absolutely not, no. No, yeah, not one, yeah. not one skerrick of country. Maybe some folk. Yeah, we could get around some. We could get around some folk. Yep. Folk country. Um, folk slash country. Folk folk rock. Okay, all right. It's, I'm going to take the hat off just for the audio. Good, yeah, I put my hat on when I said country, but I'm taking off now because yeah, you went from to folk rock. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. That's fair enough. Right. And um, so yeah, a whole bunch of the zoo, you know, whole bunch of things. I'm just going to go listen to some bands I've never seen before and just discover something new. You That's so much fun. How is the zoo still going? That's mental that, that is still a thing. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, um, I don't know. It's a good, good venue. Good, good There's a lot of good venues like in the valley. It's very cool. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, yeah, so it should be pretty good. Nice. What's that? What was the um, elephant in the room? <laughs> oh, wait. No. Oh, no. Oh, that? No, no, no. I, wait, can I pitch my new um, tagline for our podcast? Please. Noise, not news. Yeah, that's what I saw. You <laughs> said that to Pico the other day. Oh, my God. I just pissed myself laughing. It was like, I think the slogan should be, Boss and the Brewer, we're not news, we're noise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we can run with that. It's not offensive. I think it's good. It's, yeah, it's, we are so noise. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, even though there's no brewer's news anymore and that's the thing, Please, for the love of God, oh, you said do it. not look. Do not look at us for news. We are not news. We are noise, and no, yes, we're just exactly. we're still we're still two dickheads on a Zoom yeah. call on a Thursday. No, I don't. Night. I don't. I don't think the uptick on the Boston Brewer podcast is going to be a whole lot after the recent news news. Look, as long as it goes up in in increments of twelve, I don't give a shit. So, <laughs> yeah. all right. Anyway, you said it. Yeah, Bruce news. That was is the no elephant more. in the room. That yeah, was... Bruce news is no more. Um, that was uh quite surprising. To be fair, I was a little bit shocked to hear about that, but uh, had a really good listen to, uh, what was it, episode 451 of the Rose News podcast, the last episode. And, um, yeah, it was interesting to hear um, Matt's perspective around, um, you know, why he decided to to call it a, a day and that sort of thing. Um, it's certainly left a big hole in the brewing industry landscape to not have um you know like um um you know journalistic news uh and that sort of thing and it sounded like that 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 Matt was going through quite a bit of burnout I suppose you'd call it mm. um like so many industry veterans who just go through burnout and stuff like that you know um and and I guess he just decided to to pull the pin, and um, it was a, it was quite a, a bit... sad episode. Not sad, but it was an emotional episode to listen to. Oh, look, you know, I mean, you know, Matt's put a lot of effort into into Brews News over the years, and he's done an amazing job. Um, and um, you know, I've I've 
um, you know, been a, a sponsor of Brews News since since I started Rockstar. And, um, you know, because, you know, just despite the fact that, you know, we've had our differences over the years and that sort of thing, um, still still have a high level of respect for what he for, for, for what he did um, and um, was was happy to support that. Um, and um, I, I guess, you know, if if I was to sort of, you know, focus on the things that have that that Matt has done that has personally affected uh you know myself and um lots of people around me um and that would be you know what um that the, the the coverage i think it was back in 2017 or 2018 um around brewdog coming to 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 brisbane or being lured to brisbane by the state government and raising the awareness um, of, of the fact that, you know, Brewdog was given all these incentives to come to Brisbane, um, yet the local industry was being largely ignored on, on many fronts. Um, and it was that coverage that really sort of kicked off the, um, you know, the, the, the Queensland craft brewing strategy study, which then became a strategy from the state, from the Queensland state government, which then, you know, of those things that were in the, the Queensland craft brewing strategy, um, you know, access to education was was one of the key things, and 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 in my opinion, the the most successful part of the Queensland craft brewing strategy because lots of other things have have sort of not had the desired effect, like better liquor licensing, although it has improved slightly, not as good as what it could be. Um, access to export markets, eh, you know, um, and um, uh, and also, you know, changes to town planning and stuff like that, which really I, not, not too much has happened with that. And it was the, did you, the artisanal license was part of it, wasn't it? The artisanal license was part of it, you know, and, and you know, we don't have, um, you know, the situation now where, you know, wineries can, can, can serve wine at a farmer's market, but breweries can't serve mm. beer. Um, you know, in those days, Mind you, I, me I remember when that came out, not this is a bit of a tangent, but I remember when that came out, I was thinking there's not going to be too many breweries that are just going to rock up and start selling beer at markets. And to be honest, I go to no. markets regularly. I haven't seen too many. I don't think I've seen no. any breweries. No, um, exactly. But the other you stuff, the, the education is the big part of that. I think the, big, the, the biggest that, part um, is the education. Th that's, that's the one that's, that's been sort of the most successful aspect of it. And if you, you know, fast forward to today and you have a look at the industry in Southeast Queensland and the people who are now currently working in the industry who have directly benefited from the education and the TAFE program and, and stuff like that. You know, I, fuck, I was looking at the, you know, I'm on the um, organising committee for the Royal Queensland Beer Awards and, and um, you know, looking at the, um, the list of judges and like, like nearly a quarter of the judges are, graduates of the TAFE program and that sort of thing. That's and, cool. um, you know, that's, that's a huge achievement, you know, to, to, to see that, 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 that these people have been educated, gone out to the industry, gotten jobs in the industry and are now themselves working for the betterment of the industry and donating their time and stuff like that. That's none of that would have happened, you know, but for, for Matt and Bruce news, you know, because, you know, Matt did such a good job of raising awareness of the fact that the the local craft brewing industry was largely neglected and then a, then a multinational was lured to Brisbane 
um, you know, that that it really got the attention of the Department of State Development mm. to the to the to the point where I've had conversations with people in the Department of State Development, and they're talking to me, <laughs> saying, "Just put in a good word for us to Matt," and I'm yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, it, Matt, if you're listening, mate, um, I, I completely understand why you have decided to hang up your, your hat for the, the Bruise News hat and that sort of thing. Um, burnout is a real thing on in many aspects of the industry and stuff like that. Uh, you've done a great job and thank you for uh, your contribution to the industry. You've left a massive hole and don't know how that's going to get filled, but time will tell, I would imagine. So, yeah. Nice. What's the chance of Matt listening to our podcast, do you think? I think I know this probably. is the first couple of episodes and then I think he stopped I listening. Know. If Matt doesn't listen, then probably Ian or Sabrina might listen. Hi. Hey. You know. <laughs> uh, I, no, I like the fact that he had Ian on. The, I like Ian. He's cool. I like that he had Ian yeah. on the last podcast and he was sort of the person that was there when he st- started it. Yeah. It end. was really interesting, actually. I, 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 um, I actually had an article open... Which was which from on Bruise News, old historical one that um, that uh, Richard Adamson from Young Henry's posted, um, which yeah. was called "Not Not in My Backyard," and um, uh, oh no, he said, it said "Yes in My Backyard." Sorry, this a link. I think and, I might have seen this. And yeah, let me grab the link for you. Yeah, oh, here we go. Uh, let me see if I can get it. Brewsnews.com. Is it yes in my backyard? Please in my backyard. There we go. Look at this photo of, of uh fucking I got it. Uh Richard Adamson. There you go. I'll just stuck that in the in the Whoa. Zoom chat. There, no, I've got it already. Oh good. Wow. Look at him. <laughs> growing, uh, growing the um the facial hair was a good move, I think. Oh my god, he just looks so much more <laughs> dapper now, um, and that sort of thing. But do you reading that article right? Like it's it. This is from the sixteenth of February, twenty eleven. Right, so it's a twenty. It's a what is it? A fucking you know thirteen year old article, mm. right? And that's a that's a thirteen year old Richard Adamson there. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and the style of writing is just so different and so refreshing, you know. And it, and, yeah. and it's just, it's just I, I like that style of writing. It was just Definitely. you know, it was just such a really. It was just yeah. It just it was just speaking from the heart and all that sort of stuff. You know, it was it was more like a blog than it was news and that sort of thing. So yeah. Um, yeah, I've, so I've... I mean, what struck me listening to, and and that was a really nice tribute you just gave. But I I don't want to kind of turn it into a negative thing. But when I listened to his episode, I I found myself agreeing with. I, I found it sort of reinforced a lot of the things we'd said on here about just the fact that that it felt like Bruce News had gotten a bit cynical about the industry, and yes, he basically said it in those words on that podcast. And if yes. you look at that writing you're looking at there compared to the recent stuff or the yes. you know the lack of recent stuff which you've commented on, um it it, it didn't surprise me actually. And I I think yeah I think it 
to me, it makes a lot of sense. If you look at how impossible the media business is, if you look at the fact that this website has to exist because these businesses who he has to cover has to pay him, you yeah. know, for it to exist. It's it's almost like a it's a it's a really impossible situation. And yes. and he, I think he's, he, in in the conversations that I've had with him, that's 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 a, a very constant theme. Is that you know, um, is that you know he 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 doesn't want to have ads 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 all over the website and that sort of thing. Like you know, like like the Murdoch media and all that sort of stuff. You know, yeah. nor does he want to put things behind a paywall or anything like right. that as well. But what do you do? Um, I mean, it's really like the, the the media that exists now. It's either only just clickbait shite. Or it is paywall stuff, but to be honest, yeah. even the paywall stuff. Like, if you look at, I used to be a, a um, subscriber to the Australian Financial Review, and you look at the, some of the content they put in there, um, especially the content about breweries and the beer industry. Mm. It's not yeah. worth paying for. It's complete shite. Yeah, exactly. And so, and so, how many people will actually? And in a, a niche as small as a brewing industry, when you've got like, like I don't know, what five, six hundred actual companies that are actual brewers and then you know there's, there's an industry outside of that but it's not huge it's it's not a yes. big industry how many are you going to pay to just read the content um it's tough it's super tough business yeah. model um yes but i think i think he i think he had gotten pretty cynical and we i, I think we commented on that a little bit but listen it, it gave it a lot more perspective when you listen to that episode because i think he identified that in himself basically saying you know, thinking about an article like that one you just pointed to from ten years ago, and thinking mm. about the type of, type of stuff he covers now, um, you know, the crowdfunding companies not communicating with their investors, treating their investors like they're nobodies, the companies that sell out and yep. invent all these words for the sale that completely go against everything they've always been yes. told. It's like the the space that he loved, found to love, has turned into the group of that he hated, you know what I mean? Like it was sort yes. of like, and that's, I've just related so much to that because I think it really, I feel the same thing when we come on this podcast and we get these lists of five negative articles and we have this conversation. Yep. We're like, well, fuck, how do we have a conversation here? That's not negative. It's really, it's really fucking hard. Yeah. Um, and when he's yeah, the news look- source, he has to, he has to either do a, you know, a bad news story about people that he's friends with people that pay yes. him. Or yes. not do it and get criticised for not doing it, and yes, it's a pretty fucking tough situation. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, so clearly, it's left a a, a a gap in the in the media landscape. You know, um, what um, um, you know, how does that how does that that need get filled? You know, and. No, I think there's, I, I honestly think there's a bigger, bigger gap in the that's... podcast landscape after they after yes. they wrap up because I think yeah. the 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 content had died down in terms of the you know the volume of the actual content of you know original content on that site. Yes, especially yeah. after yeah. Claire left, you know, I thought yes. it, it really was kind of not the same. No, um, but the podcast kept going, and there's still you know Crafty Pint do it, don't do a podcast. There's really very few breweries do podcasts. There's a couple of yes. couple of ones like ours that kind of like a couple of dudes having a chat. But the industry needs some podcasts, and that, that's yes. where I think there's an opportunity for Crafty Pine or someone some, else to step in somebody, and kind of take yeah, that over. Exactly. Or the IBA. I mean, the if if the IBA, you know, was capable of something like that, that would be great. I, I don't think they are, uh, but that would be the perfect no. 
people to, to be able to pull that off. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, kind of like, you know, you've got like the Master Brewers Association podcast, you know, and that's that's a good 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 podcast run by an industry organization and and we should probably have the same here. Yeah. And it would be great to see the IBA do something like that, but well, Brewbound yeah. do have their their the subscription <clears throat> model in America. I mean, America's just so different to Australia in terms of the amount of and the size of the market. It's very different, but yes, they do run the subscription model. They've got a podcast. They seem to pull that off reasonably well. Australia would be so hard to pull that off, but yeah, um, that yeah, I think that was done. the other reason why I wasn't surprised about the news because I this year when we were sort of tossing around the idea of doing a prediction episodes, I wrote down a few predictions and. I didn't read them out on the show because I thought they would just be so negative. It would, would just be shithouse. But right. one of the predictions yeah. was that the IBA would collapse in yes. 2024. And mm -hmm. I know you're not probably not going to want to entertain that prediction because you're loosely involved in, in the thing. But I think mm. these associations and like the bruise news and the IBA, I think they're just going to fucking struggle. And yeah. um, well, IBA more know. so than bruise news, I think. But, it, but well, I, I think, think this the, is think... another example. Yeah, well, exactly. But the cracks are showing with regards to that, you know, in, in with the IBA because, you know, I got the email this week that BrewCon 2024 in Perth has been cancelled. Yeah, and that's not the fourth event in the last year or so that's been year or well, year and a half has been cancelled. Yeah, by it's the like IBA. well, you know, BrewCon got cancelled for like uh, four years, twenty nineteen, and then twenty twenty three was the was the next one. Um, and this year's one in Perth got cancelled this week. But then it's also and... the Good Beer Week, and the the Indies was well, exactly. So you know, but IBA it. owns Good Beer Week, you know, and yeah. Um, it's that, that in itself is, is very disappointing. Um, you know, because the IBA, you know, they said in the email that they wanted to make sure they wanted to focus on lobbying efforts and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, and, um, I, I just, yeah, I, I think that's, that's quite, um, uh, you know, even even in that regard, you, you've got to, you know, we've got we, I got to get a good idea as to what the lobbying efforts are at the national level at the moment. Is is Richard um, the so Richard who we're just talking about, who used to look thirteen yeah. and now is much more handsome? Is he still the chair of the IBA? Uh no, no, no. I think it's who's the Pete from Wayward? I think. I think it is. Let me have a look. Let's have a look. Here we go. Board and governance. Uh, oh, Richard is the chairperson. Richard Watkins is the chairperson. Then Cal from Kaiju is the... So Richard's is, been the chair for, I think, at least three years. Mm, something like that. And then Cal sure. from um, Kaiju. And then Ev from... Ev, you know, Ev from Bright Brewery. Yeah. Um, Matt Shortle from Great Ocean Road Brewing. Uh, Chris Safala from Local Brewing Company. and Oh, Richard's still on the board. He's a board advisor. Who? Richard Adamson. He's the chair. He's the chair of the IBA. No, 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 he's not. No, Richard Watkins from Benspoke is the chair. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Richard got Adamson got is, is Richard the, Watkins uh... is the chair of the IBA. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get. I get it. Okay. So, um, all right. So, the IBA. Th these are the two reasons why I think, and you tell me if you think these are silly. One, one goes back oh. to their decision to kick out all of the non-independent brewers, which is obviously yeah, at the yeah. time. That's a long time ago. It's a long time ago, but I remember when it happened and it was at a time when craft beer was booming 
And now it's a time when craft beer is struggling. And if you yes. think about how many independent brewers have gone from independent to non-independent during that time, and mm -hmm. you think about the revenue that would have been generated by the previous one, like Chuck Hahn was at, at the meeting a few months yeah. before, at our workspace a few months before yes. that happened. Yes. I mean, if you consider all of that and the Stone and Woods and the Bolters, like these are the companies, it costs a shitload of money to be a member of the, the IBA. When you're that size, yeah, exactly. When you're that yeah. size. So you take all of that out, and then what you're left with is the medium-sized brewers who are all up against the majors and the supermarkets with unlimited budgets. Yes. And then you have the small brew pubs. Yeah. So the medium ones are struggling financially. They can't probably can't afford to be members of the IBA. The small brew yes. pubs either get very little benefit from being a member of the IBA because, you know, they're not doing much packaged product and the, the seal doesn't really yes. do much for them. Plus, if they did join, it, it costs them bugger all anyway, so, so the IBA gets no yes. money from that. Yeah, um, yeah. And the seal doesn't be... say beer. And, okay, the seal doesn't say beer. <laughs> Plus, you can just put a seal on your product. I mean, I'm, I'm doing a rebrand of the coffee business, and it says locally I... roasted, locally owned. There's, there's nothing stopping me from Cert saying Certified that. independent coffee. I mean, I could say independent. I don't particularly like the word, but you're saying the same thing. Yeah, and, of course. Um, yeah, so I think the IBA is really going to struggle. And, and I, I don't know... I, I sort of think about other industries and think like, does does the beer industry need the IBA? There is a beer association already. I don't know. Yes. Are they particularly active? I know the IBA have awards, but there's also plenty of other awards, way more in a lot of industries I know. Um, yeah. They've got the conference. There's other conferences, but. Well, BrewCon yeah. was, was probably the biggest conference. And that's why I found it very strange that they cancelled that because, you know, it's... Um, Having been a, um, you know, they had a lot of demand for their trade show space and that sort of thing. They were oversubscribed with the one on the Gold Coast and stuff like that. Mm. And um, I remember it being surprisingly expensive too, right? Was that a it was very expensive to be there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's fine. Happy to support it and that sort of thing. And and it was it was worthwhile going, provided you were a member of the IBA. So yeah. you know, this year no, there being no BrewCon then it, it makes you question the value of an IBA membership as an associate member, like not as a supplier to the industry. Do you know what I mean? I think everyone, I think I think we had this conversation a few months ago on the show. There was a, a thread in a Facebook group saying, why should I join the IBA? And there was there yeah. was very, very little comments suggesting why yeah. you should actually do it, which I, I'm not I'm saying just, either way it's good or a bad no, thing. No, 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 no. And I think it's, I'm just not quite sure what the, you know, and, and, I'm not quite sure what the lobbying efforts are at the moment. I read all the emails that are that are sent and I don't know what the lobbying efforts are that they decided to focus on. Yeah. Um would you think the Brucom would be their main way of making money? I mean, obviously no, the Indies are. But... Okay. The Indies are. Right. Right? Because if you're going to charge $300 a beer and get, you know, 1600 beers entered, a um, lot of volunteers, you know, right? A lot of volunteers that you know the judges volunteer a few days accommodation, bit of food, bit of beer, all that sort of stuff. It's it's it makes good money, yeah. And that's still going ahead. And the weird thing is that's still going to go ahead in Perth. So that's another you know, conversation. I saw a lot of chatter. Well, about that that's the, the thing. It's like group. you know, what's the point of having the Indies in Perth? It's a, it's not a it's not a public event. It's not up to the public. And all these East Coast breweries are now going to send their beer over to the West Coast and that sort of thing. And I'm I know we don't want to exclude the West Coast. I used to live in Perth. I get it. You know, <laughs> so do you see the comments in our group? We have a Facebook group for anyone listening, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash boss and the brewer. Yes. And there was some pretty good conversations in there around this particular topic because we had people from WA basically countering that saying that 
A, all the WA breweries have been coming over to the East Coast the entire time and yes. bringing their beers over and, and footing the bill for that. But B, there's some kind of collective, uh, collective arrangement over there where the local association will help breweries with the shipping. Yes, that's right. Beers, which is, I, I don't, you may know this. I don't know if that's a thing. I know breweries used to get together with shipping costs for awards, but I don't know if there's a local association that actually pays for that. I don't think there no. is. No. no. In, there's Wobba, there's Western Australian Brewers Association. No, no, but in Queensland. No, we don't have a state based association. No. Okay. Right. Um, you know, and um, I, I think I think there should be. Maybe that's where it goes then. State based. What, what a what a wobber do? Well, exactly. You know, the well they they look out for things that. Look, this is a thing, right? Is that like, you know, uh, um, um, a, a state based um, you know, organization would make a lot of sense because there are a lot of issues which are just state based. You know, like, um, you know, taking the thing that 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 I'm you know, intimately familiar with is is education. Well, all the tastes are state-based. Mm. It's very difficult to expect to expect a national organization to be across all of the educational, vocational educational needs when they're delivered by the states. Yeah. You know? And so that makes it very challenging for the IBA. There are things that, that are relevant to the IBA, you know, um, um, in regards to excise, um, you know, food uh, for sands, all that sort of stuff are federal issues, which the IBA should take ownership and cover. You know, we've got things like pregnancy labelling. We've got upcoming things around nutritional panels and all that sort of stuff on, mm. on labels, which is a complete pain in the ass. That is the IBA's realm, 100%. Um, but I think for things like education, which is delivered by the states, liquor licensing, which is done by the states, um, you know, town planning, which is state and local government, you know, you know, state governments providing direction to local government. These things need to fall to state-based organisations. And, mm. um, and you know, like we've tried to put together, for, exa for example, like a, um, over the years, a certificate four or a diploma, you know, in that, that's the next step up from the certificate three that we've already delivered on here. Yeah, and there's been a lot of work with regards to trying to make a national curriculum around this certificate four. But what's been happening is New South Wales has gone and started their own certificate four. Um, mm. You know, Queensland wants to do a diploma. Um, you know, and it's just and this is the thing. So, so don't. That's try such a shame. It's just such a. It's, it's no, just no, it makes not, perfect sense not, for a national qualification for brewing. Of course it does. But the thing is, is that you're trying to put a square peg in a round hole. If you're trying to shoehorn it that way, right? Because it's not delivered nationally, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, vocational education yeah. and training can be delivered by TAFE, you know, which is a, a government, which they're all state government based organizations, but it, brewing education can be delivered by private RTOs as well. Right. But no federal laws are policed nationally. They're all, well, very few. What do you mean? Well, the, 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 the there's, there's federal laws that exist that are managed locally, and that's a problem that local governments are able to solve. For sure. Yeah. And, so we, it, it, it couldn't yeah, be. Yeah, like I said, there's there's some things that the IBA could take can take the 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 you know take the ball and run with it. You know, like um you know like excise reform and um food labelling the interior through for sands and 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 all that sort of stuff. Right. That's that's totally their realm, but not state-based stuff like education. It's just like every state's just doing something different. 
We've tried to coordinate it. I just don't think it works. Yeah. Why should we continue beating our heads against a brick wall when it, things would work better if, um, if if this if the the if a state based organisation and the local breweries were to, were to, talking directly to the state government? Yeah. If if, if makes sense. If, if that's the situation, the constraints you're working with, it, it makes sense yeah. to do your best with what you're working yeah. with. I will say, like, if you think running a business hard, is hard, running a nonprofit or being like a, a, you know, president on the board of a nonprofit is, it's so fucking hard. I've done it myself, mm -hmm. not in this industry, another one. And I know I had a couple of chats with Jamie Cook when he was the, the IBA president, and yeah. he, you know, the story was he was kind of moving out of stone and wood, and he came to our we because we, we used to do meetups. We used to have like chapters. Remember that you have like a yes. Queensland chapter. I, I don't. It, it yes. mustn't be a thing anymore, but it was it was a thing. Well, um, it, it would, yeah, I think we tried to turn that into a state-based organisation, yeah. but just haven't done it. Also, there's VAMI as well, the Victorian something, microbrewers something, and mm. that's, I don't know what's going on with that. Um, but we need state-based organisations in addition to the, 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 the federal stuff just to deliver on state-based issues. Yeah. I think that I think the unless the excise system changes, I think it really favors that local sort of brew pub model, and mm. um, it almost disadvantages the people in between. Um, there's there's lots of work that needs to be done at the state level, right? That the IBA just can't or won't address, right? And we still because we still have issues in Queensland with regards to liquor licensing, right? We still have issues with with beer. And liquor licensing in this state, okay. And the hotel lobby has 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 um um has been, you know um uh you know rally uh, has been lobbying against some of the reforms that the that the brewing industry has 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 tried to uh, lobby for at the state level. But which lobby? Which is the hotel lobby group? It's the QHA, the Queensland hmm. Hotels Association. There's the Australian Hotels Association. There's the Queensland Hotels Association. They, they're, they're separate lobby groups because they lobby on different issues. And I think the brewing industry needs to have its own thing, the, the state-based thing. Makes right. sense. To, to finish my thought on the, the local brew pub, I think the, the if, if you're starting, if, if the excise favours a local brew pub and you're just a little brew pub, you yep. care about the product, but really you're a hospitality business. Like think about high, we always talk about hiker, but let's just hiker is a really good example of that. Mm -hmm. Um do you need an association? Like is your business more more of a hospitality business than it is a manufacturing business that cares about excise? Like well, it's both. Uh, it is both, but I think like do, do does a business like I don't know whether they're members or not, but if you was if, if I I'll say this, if I'm starting one from scratch now. And it's going to be a small local brew pub. I'm not joining the IBA, and I'm not even thinking about any of these things. I'm mm. thinking about what the rules are and thinking about how to make money in that rule set. Yes, and yeah, um, exactly. if that's the way the industry is going, which I think it is, it's going to favour those kind of operations. Then yeah. a, a national association to me doesn't make sense in that in that environment. Yeah, it, it's it's relevant, but 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 I think I think the 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 IBA. Uh, you know, probably needs to just focus on the the national issues, um, uh, and that sort of thing. You know, um, there's a lot of things that could happen if there was a state based, uh, you know, uh, brewing uh, organization here. Mm. 
you know, case in case in point, like the IPA buying good beer week, right? And yeah. they've done nothing with it. Nothing. No, I, I said at the time it was a terrible idea. It's, it's a fucking, you know, running events has got to be up there with running an association in terms of the most difficult yeah. things you could possibly do. What about running events for an association? Oh my God. There's no <laughs> way that was ever going to work. It's way too hard. And then oh, there you go. And that's the thing. It's why Brucon got cancelled this year and that sort of thing. Yeah. Maybe Brucon needs to become a private thing. Not run by. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, I, I think when there's commercial incentives, I think um, things get efficient pretty quickly. But yeah. whether or not there is enough commercial sort of intent, I mean, there might be. I mean, with with people, there was, there was obviously a lot of companies who are prepared to sponsor Brews News that are probably looking to places to throw their money. Maybe there's an opportunity to get those sort of companies that supply yeah. the industry to put. I some mean, money I remember my like first that. thing that was even you know like remotely representative of Brucon. Before Brucon was a thing, um, was probably the old beer and brewer expo, and it was mostly consumer facing. And I remember going to the first one, I think in two thousand and nine or something like that, in, in out of Flemington, and um, that was kind of educational and all that sort of stuff. This is pre Good Beer Week, pre CBIA, pre everything like that. And you know, yes, it was very consumer focused. Jeez, there was some fucking weird shit there. It was like it was like back in the back in the day where you could have a um um we could have a beer grant a, a beer brand called called PI fifty five. Okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah, got it. yeah, yeah. Yep. Right. Yep. And then they did their light beer called Piss Wheat. Okay. Yep. Those that's what it was like back in the day. Yeah. Um, we've matured a bit since then. I think I'd like to hope bit. so. It took a while, but yeah, eventually got there. Yeah, and um, yeah, so um, I don't know. It's it just I just sense that there's some change that needs to happen. Do you think like if I think about the alcohol space, I think like one of the biggest because there's like the media stories on why the beer industry is struggling, which always cover the same shit. Talk about excise and all the rest of it, but when I think about why it's struggling, there's a few different reasons, but one of them is just the sheer fact that there are other parts of the industries around, you know, alcohol for starters, but other substances that people enjoy to kind of alter their state of yeah. being. But yes. even if you just put alcohol aside, there's so much more innovation and change in the products that are available that it's almost like, you know, when when beer came out, there was like a whole bunch of people that were beer people. They're like beer nerds. Yeah. It was like a massive yeah. thing. Like we, we used to have lineups down the street for when, when we'd bring out a, a new beer. Yes. But now it's kind of like, well, if you want to have a drink of alcohol, there's so much. And even in our group, there's hard solo, there's wines, there's so many different options. Yeah. I think that the wind, the, the group of people who are just kind of beer people, I think is shrinking. And, and that's. Do you think they've got burnout as well? I think burnout. I think there's way more options and it's just kind of. There's a lot of things. I mean, even even just the, the freshness thing, just the, yeah, the, the mm. amount of mm. different products, the other products that are available. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that side of things has anything to do with excise at all. I just think there's a lot mm. more else mm. available. And, yeah. Um, there's also like a well, lack of, there's a lack of innovation and, and not to blame the breweries, but there was a time where you could bring out a hazy IPA and it would go nuts. And then you'd bring out a yes. slightly different version of that hazy IPA and, it's and still it would nuts. also go nuts. And that was 
probably five years ago. Mm. But there's a lot of breweries now, that's all they do. They bring out like another yes. hazy IPA because that's yes. the only thing people will buy. And then it's kind of like, well, do you really need another hazy that's IPA? All you do, then, yeah. Hop? yeah. I don't know. I, I um I I think that yeah, I, I mean I guess what's that, what you're sort of saying is that the the innovation has dropped off a bit. You know, and um, you know, like I said last week on my trip to Toronto and that sort of thing, they're still innovating there. Mm. And it's exciting. But, but it was a hospitality example, wasn't but it? But it was yeah, exactly, but it was innovating yeah. on the back of the of, of hospitality and recognizing it. There's but that's what I think that's that. what I think we're moving to. I think we're moving to of a course. model where there's you nothing make it locally that. and you have a hospitality experience and that's yeah. the differentiator. And that is awesome. Yeah, exactly. Because if you think yeah. about the best, the, the most fun things, if, if I reflect on the, the most fun things of having a brewery, it was things we did at the venue and yeah. it was the awards. I think the awards yes. were a really big part of it. And that, that's yeah. why we don't have that in coffee. Like we don't have a thing where we'll bring something new out and then we'll have a big party. We don't yes. have a thing where we will have a bunch of awards and everyone will come and drink some beer and, you know, catch up. It's this is like a unique beer thing. I, like I don't, I, yes. other industries do not have this. And yes, if I reflect on the most fun things, those are the two things that I that, that I miss the most. I still miss the yes. most. Um, and they can still exist if the the whole model sort of moves to small local brew pubs because you would yes. have your hospitality experience, but you'd also be yeah. making new products. And as long as someone is out there doing awards, and you know, and there's already that, and, and we've got and we've got ones. that covered. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah we've got that covered. So yeah. it could be it could be almost in a way just as good, but there's just not there's there's no dream anymore of taking down of slaying the dragon of CB and Asahi like like that. No, they, they won that. The, there's, sorry, Asahi in line. Yeah, no, they they won. Mm. That's 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 fact. You know, is yeah. that um, the 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 big boys won? Um, you know, call it craft washing or whatever it happened to be, and that sort of thing. Um, they they well and truly won that, and they did it, and it, and it cost them a lot of money, but they won. Um, and and you know they they the 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 the, the duopoly of of Lion and Asahi have the craft brewing industry, um, in a space where it is in in Australia at least it's impossible for um the craft beer market to grow above ten percent of total beer market share. Plus, if you add in the, the the duopoly of Coles and Woolies at the, yep. the retail level, uh, it's yep. it's an environment that is is basically impossible. Yep. It was only ever possible when they weren't making great products with great brands mm. themselves, and, and now mm -hmm. they are, mm. and it is impossible. But you know, and I think the, the big thing is it's it's going to result in a lot of people leaving the industry because there's a lot of people that were attracted to that industry because of the love and the joy and everything that comes with beer, but also the, the opportunity, the financial opportunity. The possibility of creating a startup that sold for lots and lots of money, you know, and like, you know, we didn't like to talk about it, but there's a lot of people in the industry who wanted to create a great business that made a lot of money and sold. Yes. Um, and there's, there's going to be a whole lot less of those people. Um, yeah. So, yeah, whether that's a, a good or bad thing, I don't know. I think a more local thing for beer may be just the right direction. Yeah, I agree. What's next? Um, I've got this. The... This list is bad. If you got, if you, you got a way to like make this more positive, it's uh, there's, it's real bad. The whole, the whole thing. Okay. Is bad. Well, what about um, the? Uh, let's talk about Formula One. Okay. <laughs> talk about Formula One. 
Fuck yeah. All right. All right. Fuck the deal. I have had, and, right. and I actually want to, uh, before we talk about like that elephant in the room, right? Right. Um, I would like to talk about, um, I'm having a little bit of withdrawals from Formula One. Yeah. And 100%. I know all the car reveals are starting now and all that sort of thing, which is fucking great. Uh, when's the when's the test day in Abu Dhabi? It's like a couple of weeks' time or so. Like that. Oh, Bahrain yeah. or whatever it is. There's a few podcasts out if you're into it, but yeah, it's tough. Yeah, no, no. What actually? What I'm asking, and and I'm gonna throw this out to the twelve, is I've got a Ko subscription and there's some classic races on there and that sort of thing. Give me a classic race I should watch in the meantime. Oh wow! Just to fill in the gap until the 2024 season starts. Because I would like to, um, yeah, just get some classics. I've heard some good stuff about the 2010 season, uh, you know, and all well, that sort of thing. 2010, and, that, w- that was – I'm know, not very good at recalling these All the old V10s and all that sort all. of stuff, you know. Alonso yeah. and Hamilton and Kimi yeah. Raikkonen and Schumacher and Schumacher coming back. After it sounds like you're, coming back. It, it sounds like you're talking about a whole bunch of drivers who moved to Ferrari when they were 40 and did fuck all. Yeah. Yeah, right. like Lewis. Like Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel um, about that? I think it's an, a big nothing burger. I think nothing's going to happen. Yeah. I'm actually r- really surprised by the 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 reaction to it. I think everyone is just... like really shocked about it and so excited about oh. this whole thing. Like the dude's 40. Yeah. Okay, I think four, I think he's gonna he's, he's gonna he's forty. Second thing is Ferrari absolutely suck. Yeah. So there's that. Yep. And then third thing is Charles Leclerc is probably he could be the best he could be the best quality driver on the grid. Yes. He's very close to the best driver on the grid. I mean, no one no one's Max, but he's he's going to be Charles Leclerc's teammate in his absolute prime. Yes. They're not going to be competing for race wins most likely because Ferrari sucks. So they'll mm. be judged on their qualifying performance. Leclerc is the best qualifier on the grid. Mm. He's going to smoke Lewis. Yes. Lewis will be old. Yes. And the whole thing will be a fucking joke like it was when all the other old people moved to Ferrari and yeah. did nothing. Yeah. Yeah, but I think from Lewis's perspective, you know, who wouldn't want a seat in a Ferrari? Why? As, as Why? Part of your Why is this a thing? Fuck Ferrari. This oh, shit. it's the heritage and all that sort of thing. Oh, man. I don't it's get the heritage, it. mate. They're a shit team, and I don't know. Does the future really look good for a brand like Ferrari? The way yeah. the car industry is going, like if I was gonna, if I was gonna back Mercedes or Ferrari with the way the car industry is going yes. with electrification and everything else and technology, yes. and I wouldn't be. I don't know. Well, I don't I know if Ferrari make an electric car. I probably not. They just make shit slow petrol cars, and they lose races for bad reasons. Mm. And, mm. Yeah. Strategy. The more interesting it's... thing is who's going to replace him at Mercedes. To, to me, that is that is more interesting. Um, agreed. What are the options? Is fucking Checo going oh, no, who uh, is it science gonna pick up the phone to Bono and go Hello Bono? I think science is I mean, the other thing about Ferrari is their bad choice of, of drivers. Yeah. Like like they they paid Vettel an enormous amount of money that was apparently this massive game-changing thing and everyone's really excited about it. Did absolutely fuck all. Mm. Got science when he was a teammate with Lando. He was close, but Lando was the better of the two mm. and has proven to be the better of the two since. Yes. Um, they're going to get rid of this guy that they got only a couple of years ago. 
to put yes. in a much older driver who's only neck and neck with his teammate. Yes. Fucking stupid. And Russell, stupid. Russell's been Russell's been crushing it as well in the Mercedes, you know. So science is actually a good choice. I, I mean, science might be a better driver in the Mercedes than Lewis over the next. Could be. Could be Mick Schumacher years. gets gets fucking Hamilton's seat. He's been waiting in the wings. True, but he sucks a little bit. Apparently, there's, there's yeah. some young seventeen-year-old guy who's in like F4 or something that's like an absolute gun, like a bit of Zavant. Yeah, have you heard about this guy? No, what's his name? Something that ends in E, like Andretti or Adrali or something, yeah. some shit like yeah. that. But right. it's, I think he's 17, which is the age Max was when he entered in Formula One, but Max is a freak. But he's won everything. They're going to elevate him to F2, skip a, right. skip a you know division or whatever they yeah. call it, and he's driving yeah. in the top team. So if he does really well next year, he'll be 18 going into 2025, which is when the change happens. So yeah. But then you got Russell and this 18-year-old. That seems like... Doesn't yeah. seem like a Mercedes thing to do. I think Science will probably go to rally like his dad. Science would be a good choice. He's fucking good. We love yeah. Science. Yeah. Are you sad that good. he's lost his drive? Because he's kind of your guy, isn't he? Science. Mm. Oh, look, you know, um, I'm I'm just your typical average disappointed Ferrari fan. You picked really Science to win the world title mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. You started the year with a really, really bad because we have a bet going. Yes. You're over under. You started atrociously. Yes. But you came back in massive fashion last week with the Gabs and you took out three points. Yes, that's right. And the lead. So yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Should we do some um oh wait, are we are we completely skipping the news or oh you know? Look. <laughs> oh, uh, one thing we will mention because there is no other form of news. And we should probably say that is um, entries for the Australian International Beer Awards are now open. Um, go and enter, put your beer in, uh, all that sort of stuff, and uh, go and um, mix it with the best of the best of the best. Yes. In the biggest Love competition the in the Southern Hemisphere. If you can afford it. If you can afford um, it. All right. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna skip Hendo reacts for now. We'll see how we go with twelve questions because right. I've just had a look and the reach has 144. The reach on the post, right? Which is a multiple of twelve. So I Good. feel like that that's a sign. Yeah. Um. All right. Question number one. Matt Ham, another sad one. Thirsty cow up for sale. I'm not familiar with thirsty, thirsty cow. That's thirsty. In, no, th- thirsty crow. Sorry. Th- sorry. Sorry. Thirsty crow. Expanding the link, Thirsty Crow up for sale, Wagga. Yeah. After 13 years. Do, do you know this brewery? Yeah, I used to sell beer to them when I had brew cult. I'd buy I don't a even know where is. Um, it's in rural New South Wales, just north of Albury, Wodonga. Okay. So it's like a, it's more of a, a venue? Yeah. 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 It's one of the old school breweries and that sort of thing. And I'm just on an exit, you know? Why not? I mean, if it's if, if they used the, to get their the milk stout in the hottest one hundred, like they used to get their milk stout in the top ten all the time, and the Gab's hottest one hundred. Wow, that's pretty cool. So the mm. question from Matt is: Do you think there is still a place for regional small town breweries if they scale site and capacity? And if you recall, Stone and Wood was the kind of the big user of the regional brewery term. That was the word they always used to use. Yeah, but the 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 the, the way in which they talked about being a regional brewery was in terms of distribution, not being a brew pub, though. 
No, correct. But his question is, do you think there's still a place for regional small town breweries if they scale site and capacity? I'm going to just say no and ask you what you think. It's the only way, I think, as a brew pub, yes, but not as a production brewery. It just right. doesn't make economic sense. Yeah. Um, the only breweries, you know, which you can turn into a destination brewery is something that's in a regional area. Right. But uh, the question is, well, I guess you said no, like I said no. The question is, yeah. could you start in a regional area and turn it into a full-scale brewery? But I guess Mountain Culture is is doing that exact thing, aren't they? They're, they're kind yeah. of regional. Yeah. Mm. I'm still yes. going to say no. I don't think it's possible. Yes. Yeah, it, it is in limited terms, I think. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> so this afternoon, yeah, I I said um I put I put in the group because I thought okay I'm, I'm tr trying to think of ideas to make this right, a bit yeah. more lighthearted than the fucking okay. dog shit news items we have. Which Here we go. Are a yeah. lot. And I said, should I do a maths update? Right. Absolutely not. Well, okay, that's fair. I get that. And the message was received loud and clear. I, sh I shouldn't do a maths update. Look, maths is your thing. How no, no, I get it. I get it. It's totally, totally fair. Okay. But having said that, there is a question about, about Jack from maths, right? So I'll just I'll send you a photo. Tori okay. and Jack. Here we go. There he is. There's a photo. I'll just I'll just send you a photo of him. That's all you need. Okay. My question is. Where's the photo? Is it in Messenger? In, no, that's in the in the Zoom chat. So, oh. so he's one yeah. of he's one of two contestants with a man bun. Right. Okay. He's, not, he's not the only one. Okay. He's one of two contestants with a man bun. Right. Um. If Jack from Mass was a beer, what beer would he be? Um. I'm gonna go with uh, heaps normal. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You got something? Oh, uh, with that man bun. Oh, it's hard to say, isn't it? I don't know. Kind of looks like a cider guy. <laughs> yeah, he did. That's true. Because <laughs> he likes a bit of Dickens. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, All, right. All right. Now, um, let's move on to the next question. Adam Shell. Oh, yeah. Cool. Which one? Fucking hell, this guy, the guy, did you, oh, no, wait, I got that for Hendo Reacts. Adam Shell, Brucon cancelled for Perth, thoughts? We gave our thoughts. We gave our thoughts. We're good to go with that one. Adam Shell again, Buddy Brewing is now open. Hiker Brewing turns one. Yeah. In brackets, despite Dan not even tasting Adam beer. Well, I was there on Brew Day, so mm -hmm. slightly incorrect to say I have not tasted Adam beer, but. And yes, don't forget you'll be there at next week. You'll be there um, next week at my birthday party. Oh, wait. When is that? It's next week. Saturday. Yeah. Nice. I'll be there. Yeah. You'll we'll be there be to there. drink the Adam beer. Yeah, exactly. There's lots of people coming from all over the country to my birthday party. It should be quite the crowd. So it should You've be got really a lot good. of. How do, you, how do you work out who gets invited to this birthday party? I just invite everyone. Like on Facebook, or you just send them. That's what I did. Just did it on Facebook and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So um, yeah, that's uh, next week. Um, at um, at Hiker. Um, and um, 
So, yeah, um, Dan and Villa let me brew a couple of beers, New Zealand Pilsner and Black IPA, and Ooh. tasted those the other day. Nice. And they're looking pretty good. And Black IPA. That's a that's a blast from Black the IPA with Nelson Sullivan. Yeah, fuck yeah, bring it. It was, it was nice. tasting really bloody good the other day. And was, did you um, do a, you didn't do a black one, did you? Oh, yeah, I did, feel like did, I should did, know this. Did, um, yeah, did did bug it out like IPA. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was. It's looking pretty good. And um, gonna have put some food on and put some beers on and come and have some fun and all that sort of thing. And um, yeah, should be pretty good. Got lots Tasty of people Adam coming beer. from. Got some people coming from Melbourne. I got some people coming. Uh, Kyle and and is coming from. Um, oh, that's Kyle cool. And Sarah come from Alice Springs, Alice. so you get to you get to meet them in the flesh. What about the the better beer guy from Alice Springs? Is he coming along? What better beer guy? From Remember Alice? last time you did it, we did an episode with him and Kyle was there, and some guy, the guy from Better Beer was like sitting next to him. Was it Better Beer? Well, it may not have actually been Better Beer, but it definitely looked like him. He looked like the inspired unemployed guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I don't Is know. Coming? Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so anyway, yeah, Kyle's coming, and um, I've got some. Uh, I've got some of my old friends from university, um, from thirty years ago that are going to be there as well. When I used to live on res at, at Griffith University at Maricopa, teachers college there. In fact, there's two different groups of resos that haven't seen each other in thirty years that are going to be there, and I don't think either of them know that either of them are going to be there. Right. Have you seen them um, in that time? You've seen them, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I see okay. them. I see. I see both of them quite a bit. You know, so right. I know. I, I see them both quite a bit, but they haven't. I know that they like. There's like all the lads I used to live with in the same corridor, and then there's like, um, you know, my mate Phil, who I drink Hollandia with. He's very well connected with loads of other resos from the other building, who I was friends with as well, and that sort of thing. Um, so, but we sort of see each other separately, but they're all going to be there. And um, there's going to be some friends there from when I was, uh, you know, living in the UK and traveling. Um, there's going to be some friends when I was a tour guide. So all these different people from lots of different chapters in my life are going to be there. It's going to be absolutely fascinating. So I would encourage you, Dan, to if you see someone who you'll, you'll be able to tell who's at the party because they'll have a wristband on. Right. Go talk to a random person. Okay. You'll you'll get a very interesting story out of them. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, it's, have you invited really the lady cool. that we randomly ran into that sold the whey gin at the, the you know, Palooza? She's like, Hendo, I remember you from 50 years ago. Oh, who the fuck was remember, that? Remember that? We went to the, the whey gin thing at Pinot Palooza. Yeah. And some lady's like, I remember you. You used to come to Fridays. <laughs> fucking hell. Like 30 years ago. And you didn't even work together. You were just there as a customer. Yeah. She remembered you. Yeah, no, I didn't invite her. <laughs> yeah, okay, all right. Um, but you know, it's it's kind of like it's it's um um it's going to be really good. It's it's private event and that sort of thing. It's not open to the public because it's just going to be so many people there and that sort of thing. And I just want to mark the moment with some with some good friends and all that sort of thing. And and it's a big um, day. It's your sixtieth. It's a it's a big. It, big it is yes. Well, if you if you've met a Cuthbert, yes, of course, it's my fucking sixtieth. But um, ten years too early. Um, but yeah, fifty. I'm I'm ready. Bring it. The big, bigger milestone, the biggest, mm. possibly. All right, Phil Sharp, IBA constitution change. Yeah, and should Adam Shell run to be a director? Is that is that like? I don't, I don't what know was the constitution change? I don't know. 
especially the cap removal. I don't know anything about this. Oh, the volume cap. They're looking at removing that. Adam Shell problem is people think I'm always mucking around and don't see me serious side. Probably something to do with me always mucking around and not showing my serious side. Yeah, fair enough. That's that's um, true. Vote one Adzi. Um, I mean, after everything we just said about the IBA, I would you put Adzi forward for that? I'd keep doing the content. I reckon better off just keep doing yeah. the content. Yeah, and... keep doing the content, Adzi. I couldn't find his podcast on Apple. I don't know if that. You know, you can get <clears> Joe <throat> Rogan on Apple now, and I don't think you can get. As his podcast. Oh, isn't that illegal? What do you mean? Didn't he get paid $100 million to be on Spotify exclusively? 100% he did. And then he got paid $250 million in the last week to be on every platform and Spotify still pays. How does that work? Advertising. Mm -hmm. How much did we get paid for this? Uh, Zero. Yeah. Okay. And I don't even feel burnt out. I think it's money that gets you burnt out. You think so? Yeah. Chasing money. Chasing money, losing money, just money in general will burn you out. Um, It's actually really interesting because, like, all these, you know, lots of people getting burnt out. A lot of the, the peers that I, when I joined the industry, stepping out, changing roles and all that sort of thing. And, you know, I, I very consciously chose a path that, I enjoy that keeps me involved in the industry mm. that I don't have to be, um, you know, financially, um, you know, um, indebted to. And that sort of thing. Of course I run a business and that sort of thing, but I'm doing yeah. something I genuinely love and you've just got to find your space there. I think the other thing as well is that you've got to have some interest outside of beer. Yeah. You know, you have to, um, you've got your horse. I've got I my motorbikes and my, my scooter. I'm going to put my hat on right now. Well, my, um, my interest in beer now is my interest away from work. So it's turned yeah. into that. But. Yeah. And that's a good thing as well, you know, yeah. and, and, um, and, and for all those who are, who are striving hard in the industry right now, um, just make sure you have an outlet that's, that's not beer, mm. you know, do things that are fun. Um, you know, e- even though I understand running a brewing business is, is, is tough and that sort of thing. And, and, but you, you you need to have the time to switch off and do something else that's not beer. Yeah. You know? It is it is um, really hard. You know what makes it harder is social media. Cause I, I'm because I've left the beer industry. Yes. And you know, it I have a lot of very fond memories and I left in a pretty painful fucking situation and it hurts a lot. And but there's just fucking constant reminders on social media. Mm. And you can't mm. really ever leave anything. And, and it was just like when I ran the brewery and even when I don't, it's just nonstop on my feed. Like beer is just everywhere all the time. So it's yeah. almost like you need to, and I've started unfollowing some accounts just so it's not, you know, constant. So you should. But yeah. also it's sort of just some sort of self-control where you just don't go on the apps as much or I don't know, yeah. like whatever it is for you that gets you away from just the constant bombarding of the same shit all the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, this is this is my job. Yeah. You know? And that's it. You know, I love it. I love the industry, but it's my job. Passionate yeah. about it. I want to see the industry do well. It's still my fucking job. Mm. It never ends happily, too with beer. I, Sorry. Well, I went for I went for a ride on the on the motorbike. The other day, it was the first time I've been on the ride in a VFR in a while. It wasn't even a big ride, but it was just good to get out 
on the VFR and just just relax, you know. Um, yeah. And you know, just being on two wheels for me is just very nice. Yeah, I feel the same Nice. way about being on the water on my boat. <laughs> I have fond memories of that quite a while ago back in back last year, you mean? when that happened. <laughs> Yeah. you haven't been out No, on your boat this year. no, no. But I will, I will say about that, like, the, I do miss the beer industry. There's so many fun things. There's a lot of good stuff. I'm really excited about my work at the moment. Things are going very well. And the, um, The coffee. The one nice thing about the coffee industry is it does end. You know, it's basically a morning thing. It ends, Yes, yes. and and we have like we have a distribution business And you don't get a hangover. to cafes. Well, yeah, that too. Um, but the whole thing just kind of dies at two thirty in the afternoon. Everyone Yep. goes home. Nothing bad can happen. Nothing fun can happen. Work Yep. is over pretty much. Yep. I mean, Yeah. there's obviously shit to do when you have your own business that kind of never ends. But with beer, it's like in It's like a nighttime thing. It's a daytime Yes. thing and a nighttime thing. And Yes, there's never yes. a time when beer is not on your feed. Whereas like Yeah. to me, like coffee is like a morning thing and it's Yes. a work thing. And by the time we get to the afternoon, it's kind of like out. It's gone. And that's that's I think a nice the thing. the older I get, the more I love day drinking. I, I love, dude, I love day Because drinking day drinking and it is always the shit. will. But Yeah. you day drink and then you get on Instagram later on and there's just all the people drinking beer <laughs> at nighttime. <laughs> Uh, all right. Jacob Gordon, BH getting another oh. venue might be a decent topic for discussion. Oh, yeah. What was I, that? I have no idea about this. I don't follow them. Don't know. I don't have There the impression was a that yeah, yeah. AWOL There was an closing announcement doors that things there's going weren't to be going a new so great. new venue, and there was like um, a picture of my keyring. I don't even know this. News to me. I don't follow the accounts. Shit, I really. No, I don't. No, I don't. This is Oh news wow. to me. Um, Well, apparently. I was getting the impression that a well closing doors things weren't going so great. I don't. I don't even know. If, yeah, I don't know anything about Black Ops, so I'm not. I'm not going near this one. You want to comment or skip it? Mm. Well, I've just seen a picture of my keyring. I've got one of those Black Ops Ambassador fucking keyrings, and I it was do just too. a. I've still got that. Mine says It was A a picture one. of that. Yeah, rightio. Yeah. Aren't you special? <laughs> no, Um, I got an A one from me, Eddie and Gov. So we all had A one. rightio. Um, no, it was just a picture of like um, someone holding up the the some keys with the with the Black Ops bottle opener keyring. So my my keyring basically, saying that there's a new venue, but they didn't say where or when or whatever. No idea. There you go. News to you. News to me. All right. Beer and Brew article about the increase in excise this week, further putting pressure on breweries. Yeah, it happens You twice are. a year. Yeah, exactly. It's all clickbait. Just It's whatever. clickbait. It's indexing. It happens. Exactly. You know, the actually, the funny thing was about that article, because I did read that before this, and I didn't put it in the show notes, but it said, it had the thing in there, it said, pints will go up by 90 cents. And cartons Right. will go up by $20. No. This is what it said in the article. If you read that article, Really? That's it says stupid. that in the article. And then further down the article, it says, um, it, it makes another reference to $20, which is probably right. It was something like the, the amount of excise paid on the average carton of beer goes to $20. Sure. Right? So that the Yes. second reference to $20 was probably the correct reference. Cool. But whoever Yep. wrote Yep. the article has put in at the start, beers will go up, a carton of beer will go up by $20. Yeah. And at this point, it's just like, Eh, you just, you just, I give up. <laughs> you just makes bullshit. Anyway.
yeah, let's let's skip that one. All right. Oh, Luigi, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, someone asked when Michael was going to be back as a guest. Michael was the Polish guy who inspired the first pod beer. Oh, Michael. Oh, yes, yeah. true. When are we getting Michael for an ep episode five back in the pod? Well, yeah, well I mean, we want uh, some more That's guests. actually a very, very good question. Um, and I cannot give certain details away, but we will be seeing more of Michael in 2024. Interesting. Can I read yes. some of the comments afterwards or better not? Because you have to join the group to see the comments. Because as you said that, I read a comment that almost said exactly what you okay. said, but a little bit more detail. Oh, what was that? Well, it says, Damien Rigby says, all things going well. Yada, yada, yada. Watch this space. Yes. Okay. Yes. We will be seeing more of Michael in 2024. Much more. Nice. Very good. Okay. Um, Matt Ham. Comment, colon. I like this use of the punctuation here. Perfect. Uh, Bring it I back. Saw, I saw this week retailers both on and off premise putting prices up and blaming excise. <laughs> oh, go yeah, on. it happens. Uh, this happens every time, though. Yeah, knowing that the products being buffed weren't being raised at a wholesale level. Yeah, meaning local independent brewery hasn't raised prices, but retailers used the media attention to make some extra profit. This is the thing, like we, we, every fucking time we get this media thing and, and, and all the people in the industry like, excise sucks, excise sucks. It, it actually just hurts the breweries because of this exact reason. These retailers yeah. are putting up the price, breweries yes. getting paid the same and they're just making a bit more money. Yeah. Anyway, question, do you think the mainstream media banging on about it is a good thing? Um, as it doesn't seem to be having any lobbying effect on the government and seems to be giving retailers an opportunity to take money out of the consumer's wallet? That's a very good question. Yes. Um, and yes, they, the retailers do um, take money out of the consumer's wallet because they would be buying up stock pr prior to the excise increase um, and then just passing on that cost increase for a short period of time, but pocketing the margin. Yeah. Right, but but the question: Do you think the mainstream media banging on about excise is a good thing? Um, it's just clickbait. Is it a good thing? Uh, it's good to have the awareness raised to the fact that the excise is indexed twice a year, and maybe somebody will do something about it one day. Um, but yeah, that's 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 the best you can hope for. <laughs> The media yeah. and, and excise and all that sort of stuff. The the biannual twice a year, first of February, first of August, CPI in increase. Do we know what it is, by the way? It was fuck all. It was it was just it was yeah. only two point two percent or something like that, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it wasn't a lot. But I think um I think I, I part like I fucking think the whole mainstream media is a complete joke and every article about this is a joke, but part of me does think like when there's a mainstream media article about beer, which there was this week, there was one on, I think, I think Forbes. I had it in our list, but we skipped over because it was extremely yes. negative. Um, people fucking notice. Like, people really, like, people still read in these publications. There's no doubt about that. Yes. And so you do wonder whether, I think what's going to have to happen is this, there's going to have to be some really big collapses yeah. of companies that people care about, and then they might start thinking about it. But Excise is not going to fix that, so... Yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah. Who knows? All right, Craig Maiden, does the indie beer industry as a whole need to focus on what made beer a craft beer a thing in the first place, being local and crafted rather than mass-produced and widely distributed? Yes. See it as the only way to avoid more closures as some brewers get bigger and bigger, smaller guys get pushed out of the bubble. This isn't necessarily my opinion, just thought to make a good discussion. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's what we've been Make, talking about. here's a fucking good idea. Make beer fun again. Oh, here we go. Wait, have you, where's your hat? Yeah, oh, I don't want a hat. Um, Get, get a red hat. If it's a bucket hat, then cool, but I won't Get a wear red a red hat. cap. Make beer No, fun again. no. Make beer great again. No, but it's just it's just fun, you know. Where's fucking... It's no good beer week. There's no fucking Bruce Vegas. There's, you know, there's... Where's the fun? Make beer great again. Do you think we could sell merch? We need to make money. We, Let's we, make do beer we great need to again, make money? I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm fair pretty enough. happy. Yeah, fair enough. I need to make money. <laughs> <laughs> sure. All right. Bill Sharp, IBA cancelling Brewcom, but still holding Indies, judging there. Seems stupid. Well, okay. Well, yeah. Indies is a cash cow, but East Coast brewers won't either enter due to freight costs. Judging pool will be limited as IBA No, that they'll they'll funds no flights. no I I would say that's not going to be the case. There'll be some consolidation point through chill logistics and that sort of thing. Um, I doubt that there'll be significant freight costs. There'll be some freight costs, but not not that much. I I to, you know as I think about it, I think we do need to have the judging in Perth, um, because um, you know just from the distance that that the WA brewers are put at a disadvantage. It's pretty common that, you know, whoever is closest to where the competition is has the freshest beer, which gets the best, best, best outcomes and all that sort of stuff. So, so it should happen in, in, in WA. Um, be great to see some WA brewers kick some ass, you know, um, What if they love don't? Rocky What if, Rick. what if like Moffat Beach just win everything? It's like, for fuck's <laughs> sake. <laughs> if Moffat Beach win in Perth, Right, that's just gonna be like upper echelon. Fucking, I will kiss fucking Maddie Wilson's fucking feet, sweaty Yeah. feet after he spent a day in the fucking brewery because shit, Well, man. it's quite If you're an doing image. that, then then you're doing pretty darn good. I'm not even a foot person. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, that's way too much information. I'd back him in to do it at this rate. I'd I'd back back him him in in. to do it as well. Yep, <laughs> hundred percent. All right. All right. Darren Gittins. I'd oh, see the maths. This is great. We've got, we've got some good content here. See? If mass producers approached a brewery to have their beers at a dinner party, Would that actually be good publicity? Well, I've got a funny story about this. We Cool, man. actually had The Bachelor come to me and say, could we film an episode of The Bachelor at AWOL? Right. And because I've shared a lot of the um, designs and stuff I've done for designing the, the venue Yeah. and it obviously got attention. It was quite nice looking. Um, and they, they, they sent an email or a call or something saying it was a popular reality TV show based around the dating niche and i was like what the fuck is this so we organized it for one of that one of our guys to be working at when they came in and did the date it was just to film a date Yes. um and they had to sign an NDA, nda they couldn't say anything and but anyway i asked him because it was one of our guys who was a bar guy there's only one bar guy allowed in the venue at the time Yes. and then they had the date and i didn't even know what the program was but um i asked him afterwards and he was like yeah it was the bachelor 
It's like, this is awesome. Like I watch The Bachelor all the time. And then I watched the season and it wasn't on there. It wasn't on the show at all. Wow. Yeah. And you give them the whole day for free. You give them all the drinks and everything wow. else for free. And you clear out the venue. And if it doesn't make the show, it doesn't make the show. And that's it. That's terrible. Oh, is what it is. Worth a crack, I reckon. Would have been good to have AWOL. For someone who studied human resources at university, to design a tap room and have it on TV because of the way I designed it would have been like pretty cool thing to put on my resume, which I don't have. Mm, mm. If I did that, would have been good. Right. Last uh, last question. Daniel Pinto. What do you got? Hop producers oh, around the world following the downtrend and looking to sell hops for cosmetic industries. Ooh. And for animal feed, oh, God. Some of the hops we are buying in Australia from several suppliers can go back as far as 2021 crop. Is that a sign yes. that maybe hop prices will go down to stay in business? Someone no, there's a, there's a glut. For his bills. There, is a, there is a glut of hops Yes, in the world, especially in North America. Uh, there's currently well. a glut there's and in Europe they're sitting, they're sitting on a lot of hops. And mm. so if you are a brewer and you are contracting hops, don't because you'll be able to get them, no problem. Um, in fact, if you contract hops and you your your production volumes have decreased or you're not going to use all of the hops, the, 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 the suppliers are going to hold you to those contracts. You're going to be buying hops that you don't need. Yeah. Um, and um, it's not really problematic getting most of the common varieties on the spot market at the moment. Um, there's certainly contracts that can be bought as well uh, if you find yourself at a loose end. Um, yep, not a problem. Don't no contract hops. Sounded like financial advice, but it's not financial. Or well, contract advice, some, but not all. But yeah, you, 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 there's a there's a glut, and um, you know it's um, uh, and and uh, I guess uh, no. So to be fair, maybe there's not necessarily a glut, but. I think in this current market, I think it's fair to work with your hop supplier to right-size your contract. Um, and, and, and to be fair, a lot of the hop suppliers will will work with you to, to make sure that you have the right contract to secure supply. They usually have like a plus or minus 20% kind of leeway thing. You use more, you can get more. If you use less, you can mm. take less uh, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, they're good like that and um um but don't i guess what i'm trying to say is don't over contract yeah and if you if you happen to over over consume hops you're not going to have a problem getting your hands on hops that you need yeah not financial advice or hop that is not financial advice it's not hop contracting it's not supply chain advice whatsoever mm. That's it then. All right then. Hey, do you know what next week is? 111? 111. Is it 111? It's no. actually my birthday next Thursday. Oh. Oh, really? Yeah. There you go. Let's get really fucking drunk. Oh, God. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Let me, look at, let me look at my calendar to pretend like I've got something to do. Oh, look, I'm free. <laughs> um, well, you're taking Aaron out for Valentine's Day, so... Oh, the, the night be nah. Valentine's Day is a scam. Yeah. I'll make sure she's she's looked after, that's for sure. Good. She's the best. 
Um, and one of the twelve, but doesn't listen to the podcast anymore because I think she's sick of me. Because now are we you work bring together. Next, 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 are you bringing her next week? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, good, good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's it. We're just, we're gonna keep doing this podcast, right? Or are we gonna quit as well, yeah. like everyone else is quitting? No, I'm not. I'm not. I don't feel burnt out. <laughs> right. right. Just checking. Right. Yeah. I feel fine. We don't have money involved, so we don't get burnt out. It's just like, yeah, what else are we going to do on a bit, Thursday night? just get a little bit of a, a wet the beak what? a little bit on the what? back end somehow? I don't know. Just a little bit. What do we need money for? Know, a bit of, you know what I mean? Bite out of the boat. <laughs> <laughs> wow. A little bit of. All right. Let's go. A little bit of. Yeah, a bit of. Just on the back end. You know what I mean? All right. On that note, love your work, mate. See you, cowboy. Cap is back on. Have a good week. See you next time. Yeah. Later.